0: From the protectors of the Internet, the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, it's the PKO Podcast with Carl and Dana.
1: Welcome to the PKO Podcast, sponsored by the Wisconsin Department of Justice, Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. I'm Dana.
0: Dana threw me for a loop. I, I am Carl. You
1: should have seen his face.
0: <laughs> I'm about ready to talk, and all of a sudden, boom, she just jumps right in. I'm on it. I should, uh, wow, well, we should throw a little Christmas music on.
1: Holiday music.
0: I suppose we can't say Christmas.
1: <laughs> we could sing it, right? We can sing holiday music for people. We could. Uh-huh.
0: what's a holiday song that we can sing that that would really put everybody you know, in the mood?
1: I'm a really big fan of um Silver Bells is one of my favorites.
0: Oh, there you go. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Um I love anything with the Grinch, so we could always do the you know like <laughs> hoon, <all> Right.
2: right?
1: <laughs> Well,
0: (laughs) happy holidays, everybody.
1: Happy holidays, yep. We want to take a quick second to remind everybody before we get started on our episode here. um, This is a busy time of year with getting new tech devices, getting new toys for around the house. Maybe you're just getting some um, Bluetooth-connected or Wi-Fi-connected toys for the younger kids, and this is a really good reminder to... Make sure you're setting your privacy settings to what you want them to be. Make sure you're putting those parental permissions and controls on there so that you can start off the bat safely with these new devices.
0: Head back and listen to a couple episodes ago that when we uh, talked about um, the different apps that are available to help track time, help track uh, usage. Uh, that type of stuff on new apps That are having remember Parents uh, that are uh, working full time yet That can't, you know, they don't have the time to take off During the stretch here between um, You know, Christmas and, and New Year's That the kids aren't in school And there are a lot of them sitting home alone So they're going to be 24-7 on their devices Trying out these new apps and stuff So it'll be a great way to monitor what they're exactly doing While you're at work
1: Idle hands and Idle all that hands, mm-hmm. yep.
0: Absolutely, so happy holidays everybody Happy New Year to mm-hmm. everybody uh, from us at the PKO to to everybody out there, and um, I can't wait for what next year is going to bring. It's going to be exciting. I'm
1: very excited today because we have another guest with us in the studio, and this one is from a very well-known resource that we use a lot, Common Sense. And we've got Merv from Common Sense on the line. Hi, Merv.
2: Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Excellent.
1: Welcome. So, Merv, you are a um, you're the director of professional services for schools right for common sense
2: correct yeah so more extrapolated uh classification really kind of director for outreach and professional services so essentially all the work we do with education and schools around the country but then also especially the actual types of services that we do provide uh, in person so it's kind of a dual role
1: Awesome. We're going to get such good information from you today. <laughs> but before we get started, I have to share my joke of the day. And here we go. everybody's always waiting with bated breath on yeah, these.
0: Absolutely. Drum okay. roll, please. Are you guys ready? Yep.
1: All right. Uh, what does a proud computer call his little son?
0: Merv, this is all mm. you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> proud computer called his little son. I don't know. Little bite.
1: A microchip off the old block.
2: Oh, off. my gosh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Merv, you're getting a little bit of insight into hanging out with Dana. <laughs>
2: this is um, what she does on left, Saturday night. I wrote it down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Saturday night, she sits on the couch and looks at tech jokes.
1: Hey, I got to do research sometime. <laughs> All
2: right. Hey, you know what? We have the holidays, and I need to entertain people at my house. There we go. I now have a joke. There you go. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Um, Okay, so I want to start just by saying, I had mentioned this before we started recording, but um, I'm a little bit embarrassed, I guess, to say I thought that Common Sense Media was kind of your guys' bread and butter, and that's just one of the, the um, I guess, facets or resources that you guys offer. So you're actually under... The website commonsense.org or the company Common Sense, correct?
2: Correct. And then mm-hmm. you've
1: got kind of three focus areas. Is that right?
2: Correct, yeah. So, I mean, you think of the head resources, Common Sense, and the Common Sense Media, which is a presence that's heavily known by you know, consumers, parents, uh, folks that are looking for kind of reviews, media reviews. That's what a lot of folks know us by that are kind of out of the education space um, is common sense media. And then we do have common sense education, which is where I put most of my focus. And the, the the role for common sense education is to create content and resources that allow schools to more confidently, more effectively integrate technology into their instruction, into their classrooms. So that goes from looking at how do we provide a firm foundation around using media technology in our classrooms so that kids feel confident in the space and that educators know how to help resolve or guide appropriate use of the tool to then providing resources to help build capacity for effectively using the right tools to meet the objectives of that classroom space or even of the objectives of the school if you're looking at building more 21st century learning skills like that. Creation, collaboration, critical thinking. Um, so that's the second kind of bucket. And then we've got another focus, which is coming sense kids' action, which is really more of our policy side. And that's really, we see that organization as really kind of the AARP for kids. How do we really make kids our number one focus in the way that we look at then legislation and rights and rules and opportunities for our kids? Make sure that that is the number one focus for those types of policy decisions, so like student data privacy, um, and even looking at equal access and equity to things like mm-hmm. these technologies that will be dependent for any job they do 10, 15 years from now, mm-hmm. how do we make the pathways more accessible for all kids to be able to get them access from school to community? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you think about really those three, the media, education, and kids' action, it is a whole community approach in how we support kids and their learning and the recognition that media and technology play a role in our society as a whole, um, and I'm... I get the benefit of being able to know a little bit about all of it, but really focusing in on the education work.
1: I can't even tell you how excited I was to find that out. <laughs> There's going to be my my realm of resources has like tripled. <laughs> I'm very excited. Um, OK, so just real quickly, I just want to talk about the education piece. Um, and then I think we're probably going to focus in on the common sense media a bit a bit. But. The education stuff that you guys put out, you put out, like, actual curriculum examples and things that they can teachers can actually pull from your website to use, right?
2: Sure, yeah, yeah definitely. So, I mean, I think the, the first thing we started was um, making sure that there was enough information that schools can help parents understand that there was um, things that we can be doing at home with our parents. So a lot of the resources we first started with were really resources for schools to help empower parents to think about these issues Quit, very quickly. About eight years ago, um, started then working with uh, Dr. Gardner at the Harvard School of Education um, around uh, the research that they're looking at heavy media use, and then had these ethical fault lines that were outlined, and from those fault lines created a full K-12 curriculum that we continue to iterate throughout the year. I mean, so when you go onto the CommonSense.org site and go to Education and click to Digital Citizenship Scope and Sequence, you'll see the most updated content. It's a full K-12 curriculum broken down by grade band broken down um, into units uh, with unit-level assessments even. So really um, wanted to make sure that we had a robust set of tools that can be used in any classroom space with or without technology. Um, And in addition to having that full curriculum, have also created a number of engagement tools. So schools that are wanting to leverage technology to talk about digital citizenship and responsible use can use some of our um, more interactive game-based type experiences, which we also have for three core grade bands and all right on our site available for free to use.
1: Holy cats, that's That's awesome.
2: awesome. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and even with that thread I mentioned earlier, whole community approach, even with each of those lessons, there are parent tip sheets that can go with each lesson that you teach in the classroom or at least the skills and reinforcement of those topics in the classroom, you may not teach the lesson as it stands, which, you know, our intent isn't for you to read the beginning and go all the way to the end. It's really to give you a firm foundation and knowledge of how to address these issues in a balanced way, because one, technology is not going away. Um, So two, if it's going to be there and it could actually help us to be more efficient and effective, how do we leverage and reinforce the important ideas and topics? And that's really kind of at the heart of the way that we built it is that balanced approach. But then with it, how do you reinforce then parents' knowledges of it um, and what they can do and then make sure that there's a set of resources so that parents know, how do I then support my school and my school community who is addressing this issue? So that it is more ubiquitous. It's not something they just learn in school. It's something we reinforce and teach at home. It's something that I know our community leaders are reinforcing as well in the way that they communicate with us and the community at, at, uh, as a, at large, you know, through the different platforms now available to us in our communities.
0: I know that's what we get a lot of that on our uh... Our presentation our parent presentations that we get is that the kids are learning yeah. a lot of stuff in school and on their own through their own exploring mm-hmm. and the parents are one step behind constantly hence mm-hmm. why we do this podcast and you know we get guys like you on here but um this is an awesome resource for for the parents to uh to go to and then hopefully even educators too to help integrate parents into the learning of technology and the changes of it and how it's all used
1: yeah we so Merv, just (laughs) we'll give you a little plug here, or more of one, I guess. We use Common Sense Media a lot on the PKO podcast here. So if we're talking about new apps or things that we're seeing, we'll go straight to your Mm -hmm. website and see what parents have put on there for reviews and what it's kind of been rated at, um, just to share that with people. And then we provide it as a resource to kind of dig a little deeper for people on their own, too.
2: That's awesome. That's great. And that's exactly what is there for? I mean, it's, we want to make sure that we provide an unbiased rating for parents, educators, and members coming to the site that is really based on child development and the appropriateness of materials at those developmental levels so that they're making more of an educated decision around the type of media and technology they want to allow for their kids to engage with and use, Um, and just kind of recognize reality so that they don't feel lost in the dark. And the thing is with parenting, especially these days, you don't, have to understand everything about what kids are doing or what they're saying, but there is a behavior and decision-making base that is related to any of the usage of these tools. And if we can get our kids to really think critically around those things as a foundation, then we can really start to apply them to these emerging types of technologies that come out. And we'll continue to give that review and that update through the the eyes of how can we best support parents to make these decisions. Um, But ultimately, they make better decisions when they have more information around the tool itself that's unbiased um, and really, you know, formatted around what they want their kids to get out of the, the use of that tool.
1: Yeah. So, okay. Now the parents do the ratings, right? Or I'm sorry, the parents leave the so, reviews, but you guys do the correct. ratings? So
2: yeah, we have our own team that we've created an internal rubric. That's been something that um, we, we continue to, to look at and refine just based on where things are at developmentally. Um, and then we've done that with a collaborative of, of leadership, Internally, through educators as well as through researchers and and um, different levels of uh, um, professionals to help us create this rubric that allows for us to measure out where things fit. That that being said, if it's a piece of media like a book or a movie, TV show, or whatnot, there are things that we uh, that we will dive right into and could take the time to really understand what is happening here and what are the big outcomes that we need to take so that we could also provide. Um, some points of reference for parents to be able to then create conversation around these issues. Because just because you know what is about to happen, um, that's part of the learning for this child. You really want to then be able to get them to think critically about what do they think about it? Do they think that this is realistic? Are these things that you think are going to affect the way that you then make decisions? Because so much of the media and technology that our kids are engaging with are informing the way they then use things like social media, and other types of platforms. So if we don't take the time to engage with them with the media and technology they're using, then we lose an opportunity to help shape and form the way that they then apply it into the, the devices and the technology that they have access to.
1: Mm. And, you know, I think parents can get overwhelmed sometimes, as we all can. Yeah, <laughs> with the new oh, for sure. So do you guys have any, um, do you have any like cheat sheets or guides or things to kind of help parents educate themselves about what the kids are using so they can kind of try to keep up on it on their own.
2: For sure. I mean, like as of this week, one of the big ones that's gone around is Facebook just released a new messenger app that's for kids under 13. And for a lot of folks, it's like, oh, well, you know, we think about COPPA. We think about, um, you know, the, the different uh, privacy acts that are out there to protect kids from having their information sold. And it raises a lot of questions for parents like, what is this messenger app going to do with my kids? Data. I know what Facebook does with it already, and I have surrendered to using it because we, I use the tool personally as a parent, but how about my child who's under 13 who's not supposed to be on these tools because they're actively selling their information? What does that then mean? right? So we have that that type of storyline has been going across the media for the past few days, and we actually have our own review to it, and also um, a blog post that says, parents, are you considering this? What are the things to to consider? So we are always... Every week, at least at minimum, are putting out some curated review of tools or or, um, current types of topics or trends to make sure that parents are prepared to kind of think about these things. Um, But as big things come up that are just kind of starting to take play um, in in the media, we are also then ad hocing, adding in other types of blog articles or curated um, lists of healthy types of tools to leverage for that. Topic area, especially with the holidays coming up, there's a lot um, that we're putting out um, around what are these top toys and how do they potentially affect your children?
1: Oh, perfect. Yeah, and you you guys have a uh, you have a newsletter you can sign up for. Does all that go through that, or do, should people um, go straight to the site to look for that
2: info? Uh, both. I mean, the, the newsletter is a great way to kind of prompt you to look at some of the top trending things. Um, you know, coming to the site, you're always going to see those top things in our landing page so you'll know kind of where to first start. Um, A lot of different uh, organizations also uh, work with us and essentially just syndicating our content right into their platforms to make it easier for their users to just get the information um, in a single place that they're already receiving information. So we've got a lot of schools and also community partners that even just have a a section for parents and it just essentially is rotating our updated content right on their own web pages too. So there's many different ways that you can get some of our advice resources and tools um, at point of use and point of need, just depending on what you're using.
1: Super cool.
0: Once you uh, plug your websites, so uh, parents and educators and everybody out there uh, know exactly where to go for this stuff.
2: Oh yeah. Great. yeah. So interested in any of this stuff, the best place to go is just commonsense.org. That'll take you right into our main portal. And at the very top navigation of that website, you'll see media education, and policy and that'll allow you to go deeper into any of the areas that you might be interested in from our ratings and reviews for parents to our educational work around digital citizenship and finding good tools for the classroom to the policy work for our advocates out there looking to be more active in the decision-making for our kids on policy front
0: and i'll tell you as a parent looking at this stuff and also professionally I have not found a website better than you guys mm-hmm. for the reviews and the, the ratings and that stuff is Common Sense Media that uh, you guys do a phenomenal job and, it, and it's uh, awesome to get you guys on here and uh, hear the, the other opportunities that you have for everybody else out there. So um it's great having you on today.
2: Well, I really appreciate that. I'm going to be, I'm very excited to be able to share this podcast with uh, my team because often me being out there in the community, I get to hear all this great feedback, which I take back. and. That's great for your, your listeners to know. Any feedback you have for us, send it to us. And that's how primarily our site gets built is by the needs um, expressed to us by the people on the ground, our, our parents, um, educators, um, and lawmakers. So um, we keep it unbiased. We keep it focused on the needs of our kids. Um, so keep, keep the feedback coming. Super Appreciate cool. it.
1: Yeah. Hey. So. Okay. Merv. Quick. Before we wrap things yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you this. So, I um actually met you recently at a, a symposium, a safety symposium we had here in Madison, and uh-huh. um you did an awesome <laughs> presentation, and I am a nerd about like stats and numbers and stuff.
2: <laughs> <Not> okay. <laughs>
1: and you shared a lot of really cool stuff about like um adult tech time, screen time use, and just oh, yeah. percentages about Facebook users and stuff. So do you have like a a favorite stat or little factoid or something that kind of um, surprises people about tech stuff?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think one of the ones, and this is one of the ones that typically gets, it gets a lot of giggles in the room, but also gets a lot of gas. Sometimes is, you know, I, we, we point out oftentimes some of the biggest concerns that parents these days have for their kids is, they're used to social media, but in the data it shows that you know, kids are actually spending more time listening to music and watching TV, and it's that it, it's those types of messages that they're receiving that's informing the use of their social media. And so, though there is a valid concern around the appropriate use of the social media because it does you know go viral if something goes incredibly wrong, you know we're missing incredible uh, inflection of information that's coming in the traditional media that we tend to just kind of let go um, openly. Um, but along that vein, you know, as we fear what kids might be doing on those platforms, um, and we fear kids are spending way too much time on these platforms, the reality is adults are spending just as much time, if not more, on the same platforms. So we found that adults are hypocrites, um, like <laughs> myself, and we spend a lot of time on it, but yet we're very quick to point out that kids spend way too much time on it. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it was a really great way to say, hey, our kids learn from watching us. And most adults feel like they are good representatives of what it means to be a healthy, uh, have a healthy media diet. When the reality is, we are just as bad. Yeah, we um, are not so good we, role models. <laughs> no, yeah, we no. should look at being better role models if we expect our kids to find that that healthy balance in the way that we apply these things into our lives. Because they're great, great tools, but it is easy to get stuck on them. So,
0: I will admit, I spent like in the mirror. <laughs> I, I spent like four hours on a Saturday morning playing Words with Friends. So. <laughs> straight like no breaks so i yeah i'm, uh, I, I'm one of those hypocrites i'll no raise breaks. my hand but i feel more educated i look at i i had all these words i scored all these points i think you know, I did
2: two letter words for 12 points i mean boom yep. I am, you know all of them you can kill on that game yeah
1: I go by Scrabble rules, man. You wouldn't want to play with me. All right. Well, if you want um, more information, hit up commonsense.org and check out the tab of interest to you. Um, You can always connect with us through... uh,
0: ProtectKidsOnlineWI.gov. Dana, I saved you this time. You
1: did. I tripped this time. (laughs) Um, And you can always give us feedback, tell us things you'd like to hear, connect with us however you'd like on there. And Merv, any kind of last thoughts you want to share with our listeners?
2: Uh, I just think amazing what you guys are doing for your listeners and having this kind of podcast available to listeners in the state and broadly. Um, Common Sense is really excited to continue working with parents, educators, and leadership to really put our kids at the front of everything that we do. And we love, I mean, as a father of two, I love technology. They love technology. So let's really work together to find out the best ways that we can leverage it for the needs that we intend, but know that there's incredible power in being able to disconnect and just spend time with each other.
0: Excellent.
1: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it so very, very much.
2: It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: As always, stay safe.